Well, hello, everybody. Hiya. It's been it's been a long time since we've talked. Hi, Laura. It's been exact or a month and a day. I can see from my little recording thing that we last spoke on the thirtieth of December, and life was so different last year. Holy Christ! <laughs> it was insane when I was record when I was editing that episode. I was like listening to us talk about how like. Okay, hey, we'll record like three more times before the baby comes. So, <laughs> you know, that way we can have three episodes in the bag before the baby gets here and we don't have to worry about recording new episodes when the baby gets here. Holy fucking shit, did I never in a million years realize like how drastically my life was about to change in a mere five days later. It's so weird. Like having a baby is so weird because you just think. You just think it'll be sort of like having a cat. Like, you just think it'll be like a <laughs> sentient cat <laughs> that will just like nicely sit in the corner. And yeah, you'll have to feed it and stuff. But it's, but like, no, this tiny tyrant comes into your house and completely changes everything. Oh my God, you aren't kidding. <laughs> and you've moved house. Yeah, we moved from our quiet little apartment in Kansas City to like, a farmhouse in the middle of nowhere so now i'm the one with shit internet so now laura can make fun of me for my shit internet i i like i enjoy that that you now are a, a hayseed with crap internet and i'm like the urban city slicker yeah i know i it's like fucking of mice and men out here <laughs> you know i'm a, that is a fave of mine old of mice and men <laughs> Don't spend ten years teaching English and not get a, a, a strange, uh, a strange love for that book. Yeah, we don't have alfalfa out here, and <laughs> we don't have rabbits. I'm glad that you clarified for me what alfalfa was. As a child asked me shortly afterwards, and I was like, I actually know the answer to this question. Yeah, well, I didn't know what it was either. I had to look it up online. <laughs> uh, so, so how is Eddie? Uh, well, real quick before I get okay. into that, so. I just wanted to let people know that are listening to this episode, as I'm sure you can tell by the short running time, this is just going to be kind of a Sean and Laura banter episode. Um, we're going to be recording proper in a few days, and we'll have a proper episode out later. But Laura and I have just kind of missed talking to each other, so yeah, we, we, we just wanted to chat a little bit. And we wanted you to hear it, like... I've missed Sean so much. I had a dream about him the other night and I've never met him. So that was bizarre. When I told my husband, he was like, well, how can you dream about someone you've never physically seen? And I was like, I've seen photos. And he's like, that's so bizarre. Like, you're so odd. Uh, yeah. It was just 2D me from Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and in our dream, I said to you, we uh, we went to a karaoke bar and you sang Rocket Man by Elton John, which I think when you do eventually come to London is going to have to happen. Yeah, for sure. I'll have to start brushing up on my, um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, think I like to think of it more of a premonition than a dream. Elton, Elton John. Yeah, I'll have to start Elton brushing John. up on my Elton, Elton John. John. Yeah, yeah. I can't so, really um, sing very well. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I sound like a, a dying giraffe. <laughs> you, you, it was beautiful in my dream, so, uh... I can't really sing either. I'm not much of a singer. Although I was in the choir at school, so I could probably carry a bit of a tune. Yeah, I don't even. I couldn't even carry it. It would just slip right through my fingers. <laughs> Can you hear that outside? That's a bus, Sean. There's a bus that's just gone past my house. Nope. And I there's another bus coming. I can't hear it on yours, but 
usually what will happen is you tell me this stuff, and then when you send me your actual physical record, well, I guess not your physical recording, but when you when I download your actual file, that's when I'm like, oh, that's what she was talking about. <laughs> there was a bus, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's going to sound alien to you now out in the country. Oh, my God, I know. Well, and then... <laughs> the new El Dude studio is in the basement of this house. And so it's just like, it's fucking cavernous down here, but I actually have like a nice little setup. It, um, it's that you sound good. Actually. You don't sound echoey. I have learned a couple things about what makes a good recording space. So yeah. I'm, uh, we have like kind of an exposed wall where, so it's just all the studs and everything. And that kind of stuff right. actually is really good for combating echoes. Ah, uh, okay. And then there's that a carpet. That makes sense because it's not as it's not as dense, is it? So it's going to yeah. like absorb. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Flat surfaces are the enemy. So having a wall and ceiling that's just all exposed studs is perfect. It's exactly what is what makes a good recording studio, a uh, recording space, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ideal. Yeah. Plus, I'm sitting right underneath the router, so I have my computer plugged right into the router i was gonna say i hope you've got some sort of ethernet cable making this uh, better oh my god yeah well we'll see what happens it's interesting yeah. to say the least <laughs> so how is fatherhood um well so i guess i can kind of i guess since you and i haven't really talked much i'll kind of just walk you through everything yeah okay so what what day did record? It was like December thirtieth or something like that, right? It it was the thirtieth, and he was born on. Didn't Nicole get induced on like the fourth? She got induced on the third. He was born on the fourth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, so yeah. So basically, we recorded. I, I had a good uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and then on January third, I was at work. I was right in the middle of a call. I work at a call center. I was right in the middle of a call and my phone starts ringing. My cell phone starts ringing and I, it's Nicole. So I, you know, I can't talk to her while I'm at work. So I, I ignore the call and um, she sends me a text message that says, Hey, I'm being induced. I need you to come up to the hospital ASAP. And so like literally I'm in the middle of a phone call at work and I'm helping this lady. And I just am like, uh, I'm sorry, ma'am. I need to put you on hold for just a minute. And she's like, oh, okay. And um, so I told my boss, I'm like, uh, hey, my wife is being induced right now and I need to leave. And he's like, okay. I'm like, I'm in the middle of a call. What should I do? And he goes, just transfer it over to somebody else. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So I get back on the phone with the lady and I'm like, look, I'm very sorry to do this. I just got a message that my wife is being induced and she's having our first baby. So I need to go. But I'm going to put you on hold and I'm going to get you over to somebody that can help you. And she's like, oh, okay. And then she wanted to start talking about babies after that. <laughs> and she's like, oh, is this your first? I'm like, yes. Oh, is it a boy or girl? It's a boy. And you know, she started like asking me all these questions. And I'm just like, look, I don't have time for this shit. Like, I got to go. Like, peace. And so, anyway, so I ended up getting up to the hospital. Well, what you don't know is that January 4th is one of my favorite days of the year because it's a big Japanese wrestling day. It's like their Super Bowl, their WrestleMania is always on January 4th. So 
I had planned on being up to watch the show live, and I was really excited about it. And so I grabbed Nicole's laptop. We get up to the I get up to the hospital Thursday afternoon, and you know Nicole and I are just kind of hanging out in the the hospital room. Basically, what happened was Nicole's blood pressure spiked. They thought she had preeclampsia. They didn't want her to get full-blown eclampsia, so they just decided to induce her two weeks early. So that was what happened is, there. That's what happened to me with my second daughter. So I'm familiar with the, the turnaround of just, like, you go to hospital, you're like, oh, I feel a bit funny. Oh, your blood pressure's quite high. Oh, we're gonna, you're having the baby now. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, a really, it's really weird. Yeah. So um, we kind of we, we kind of just hung out Thursday, and then... We went to we went to sleep on Friday and then um, Friday at like I don't know three or four a.m. was when they gave Nicole the epidural because her contractions were starting to bother her. Mm. Um, while the epi- while they're doing the epidural, I'm like just watching Japanese wrestling, and you know they're telling me, "Hey, you might not want to watch if you have a needle phobia," which I sort of do. They're like, "You probably don't want to watch the needle go in," and I was like. You don't have to worry about that because I'm watching a triple threat tag team match right now, so <laughs> I'm not even like I ain't fucking worried about that. <laughs> so uh, they gave Nicole the epidural at about three or four a.m. on on Friday the fourth, and everything was just kind of like there's not really much to talk about on Friday. Uh, but basically what had happened is she just, it was taking her forever to dilate to 10 centimeters. Um, every time she would have a contraction, the baby's heart rate would go down because it was a lot of pressure on the baby. Um, so they kept like starting and stopping her contractions. They kept having her like lay on this side, lay on this side, down on all fours, you know, like lay with one knee up one leg down your arm off to the side and one arm touching your head you know like all these just like yeah different positions and um so she was kind of she got to about like seven centimeters eight centimeters and then she was just kind of hanging out there for a while well my mom was like hey i'm gonna come down to the hospital so this was probably about six ish and my mom's like, hey, I'm going to come down to the hospital. And I was like, okay, you know, that's fine. Um, so after my mom had been there a couple hours and Nicole was still at like eight centimeters, I was like, okay, you know what, mom? Like, nothing's really going to happen tonight. Like, so if you want to go, that's fine. I'll call you when, you know, shit goes down. And my mom's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. No worries. And so my mom and I go down to the cafe because it was it was late. It was about seven ish at this point, maybe six thirty seven. I was hungry, so my mom took me to go get dinner. I come up from eating dinner. I walk my mom out to her car. I come back in. I'm gone maybe half an hour, Laura. And there's all these like people standing outside of Nicole's room, and I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck happened? Did you get some fried chicken during this half an hour? <laughs> <laughs> uh no i think i had pizza no it wasn't quite like uh it wasn't quite you like kfc from a bucket like a human horse <laughs> yeah no 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 i wasn't like eating from a bucket like a human horse uh but i walk into the i walk into the room and i'm like oh my god nicole what's going on and she's like 
I'm at 10 centimeters. I'm ready to start pushing. I was like, what the fuck? That I was like, quick. <laughs> I was like, I've only been gone half an hour. And she was like, yeah, I know. She's like, it just happened. And I was like, all right, cool beans. So, you know, they kind of, the doctor and the, the, uh, nurse midwife were like, okay, you know, so here's what we're going to do. Like, you're going to push through your contractions, you know, like husband, grab her foot and when she's pushing we want you to kind of push her knee you know push on the bottom of her foot and kind of get her knee up as close to her chest as you can and she's like we're oh yeah yeah they are bracing yeah yeah so um i should say that nicole when nicole and i were talking about the birth she had specifically told me that she really only wanted like me her the doctor and like the nurse midwife to be in the room when stuff happened. Uh, she was like, you know, I don't want parents. I don't want family. I don't want like a bunch of nurses. I just want basically the four of us. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Well, so that's not what ended actually ended up happening because there was like an intern do or a uh, resident doctor. So he was in there and then, after, I know, like, right as he was about to crown, which for people that don't know what that means, that means, like, his head is about to start coming out. Um, the Bernie all, bit. The, yeah. The ring of fire. All of a sudden, like, probably ten nurses just, like, rushed in with, like, little carts and tools and all sorts of shit. And so I had remembered Superhand's ominous warning of stay away from the... <laughs> the goal end <laughs> so while i was trying not to watch the goal end i was also like somewhat fascinated by the goal end i was gonna say like i've not obviously seen it in real life i've seen videos but how could you not look like phil was completely he was all about it like he really wanted to look and he was fascinated like it must be fascinating well nicole had specifically told me to stay away from the goal end so <laughs> i i was respecting my wife's wishes but from where I was standing, I was able to, I kind of had like a bird's eye view. And so I was looking down and Nicole and Nicole was just amazing through everything. Like Laura, I cannot talk about how just fucking awesome my wife was through this <laughs> whole ordeal. The only like any, she didn't, yell or complain or anything during the actual like labor labor the only thing she said was on her final push she just was holding my hand squeezing hard as possible and she just yells jesus fucking christ at the top of her lungs and then with the jesus fucking christ his head came out and then his rest of his body just slurped out right behind him the uh phil always refers to that bit as like the fish flopping out it's like yeah the head bit's really hard and then it's like <laughs> the body yeah. just sort of comes out like a fish it's it fucking crazy laura like you know she'd been pushing for you know like an hour and then everything just slipped right out after that so they put they put him on her did some skin to skin then they cleaned him up and then this was the 
one thing that I was not really aware of is that when babies are born, they're like a bluish color. Yeah, and, they, they are a funny color. And after about, you know, once they start breathing, their skin pinks up. It's called pinking up, I think is what they call it. Mm. But it's so fucking crazy because it's like a, uh, it's like a chameleon where you can actually see their skin changing color. It was so wild. I was like, wow, this yeah, is fucked. Yeah, it's peculiar, isn't it? Yeah, it's something to do with the umbilical cord, I think, and, like, the blood making its way out of that and, like, all of that business. Yeah, I got to cut the umbilical cord, which was fun. Phil said it felt like cutting a sausage in half. Yep, that's what it felt like. Yeah, meaty was how he described it. Yeah. So, our child did not cry... He was not one of those, like, crying babies. Nicole and I just hung out with him for a while. Um, they moved us from labor and delivery over to mother-child. Um, and then we just hung out at the hospital for a few days. During this time, my parents and my sister were like, oh, you guys should come move in with us. That would be really rad. So we were like, okay, yeah, sounds good. So... Uh, a few days later, so we left the hospital on Monday. A few days later, we had to go back up to the hospital to take Edward to his first doctor's appointment. And while they were there, Nicole was having some stuff going on with her, too. And so I ended up taking her to the hospital. And the doctor that saw her at this little, you know, emergency clinic we went to was like, yeah, sir, you need to take your wife to the emergency room, like, right away. Mm. And I was like, oh, fuck. So we called my mom. My mom came and picked up Eddie. I took Nicole back up to the KU Medical Center where we had just fucking been. And they ended up admitting her again because most women, when they have preeclampsia, after they give birth, it goes away. But for Nicole, whatever reason, it just kind of stayed on. So she was having a lot of issues with that. So the same thing happened to me after Esther. So I never actually had like full-blown preeclampsia, but I had... I had blood pressure issues and like you say it normally the baby coming out normally solves it but I about four days later had this like weird I sort of stood up and then was like I don't feel so good and I had a really bad head rush and exactly the same thing they told me to go to casualty and it was like my blood pressure was through the roof and I had to stay in hospital on my birthday um and yeah and I was given like a shitload of drugs to take my pressure down yeah so yeah it was more or less what happened to nicole um mm. but so then she ended up going back to the hospital for like four more days and um yeah so then it was just a big like to do there and then when we got back from the hospital then we were um you know like in the process of moving and so you know uh we had to move and then we moved and we got unpacked and yes yeah, then i went back to work and it's just been it's just been fucking crazy it's Big just crime. been fucking crazy by yeah. the way the uh card that you sent us that specifically said do not bend came bent <laughs> thank you very much the u.s postal system yeah uh, i was laughing <laughs> Do not bend. And then it was like, bent. <laughs> um, oh, wow. I mean, it all just sounds like it's been an absolute whirlwind. Like, it's just crazy. And I can't believe you're back at work already. When does Nicole go back to work? Uh, yeah, she goes... Um, 
she goes back to work in a little over two weeks. So crazy. So crazy over there. Like, how is that legal? Yeah. Um, is she looking forward to it? I, I think she is a little bit because poor little Edward ha has been a little colicky lately. Mm. And so I think Nicole, I, and honestly, like, I think she's just going to kind of be happy to be around humans. <laughs> Adult or, humans. Uh, sorry, yeah, not I... humans, excuse me, adults. He's going to be, I think she's just going to be a little happy to be around adults. Yeah, it's a, it is weird. I mean, obviously, it's a very different culture over here. So I, both times I was off for a year. Um and that is it's a weird in a weird it's a weird year particularly the first six months where a lot of it is just about hanging out with a small mad person feeding them and um and like just you know hanging out with other mums with small babies uh but i do i mean both times i was very happy to return to work for you know exactly that reason of like for a bit of a rest you know you can have a cup of, cup of coffee and drink it while it's i've really appreciated being with my folks because like right now like my dad's watching little eddie so that we can do this you know quick little recording um you know I mean, so. It's so it's so important i think to i feel really sorry for anyone that doesn't have any like family support because obviously i don't live on a ranch with my parents because i'm not american but um, <laughs> but my mom and dad live around the corner and my sister lives around the corner and Phil's mum and dad aren't too far away, and Phil's sister's not too far away, and having that family support is so important. Mm -hmm. when well, that's got good. Children, because because you know sometimes you just want to be able to like, oh, you know, I... have a. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, sometimes you just want to have a little. You just want to have a rest in those early days, and even like just. I remember when Sadie was about a month old, and we felt confident enough. She was, she was taking a bottle at that point I was expressing and she felt confident. We felt confident enough to go to the cinema and we went and we were literally gone for like 10 minutes longer than the, the performance at the cinema, but it just felt like a holiday in heaven. It was just like, Oh, and I can't imagine not having people around you to be able to do that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was just uh, like, especially when Nicole had to go back to the hospital oh because you looked after him by yourself didn't you which i mean god that phil's never been through that because i breastfed the girls when i got sent back to hospital with esther they sent her with me so two days one night where i was like single parenting and then um and then i left him with my folks um i left him with my folks because i was really worried about nicole um so yeah yeah, yeah. Just so you could get some sleep, I imagine, because that whole bit with the labour and everything is like, no one's had slept for three days solid. It was more that Nicole was just depressed about being in a hospital and being away from Eddie. And yeah, shit. I mean, that I was in postnatal with Esther for four days and then back again for four days. So I spent eight days in there, and I did. I mean, it's a horrible time anyway because you have the hormonal crash. But I did a lot of crying because hospitals are just not nice and you're on your own and it's just, you know, not pleasant. It's been a wild few weeks. It's been yeah. pretty wild few weeks. And so I definitely, Laura, I very much appreciate you uh, being a very good partner and a good friend and not, you know, uh, 
getting upset because we haven't been able to record in a while. So thank you oh so God, much. I, 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 I very much appreciate don't, it. Don't be daft. If I know one thing, it's babies. <laughs> <laughs> and I know how, and I know how little they allow you to have any free time. So yeah, yeah. It's you know, people tell you things like, "Enjoy your sleep now. Enjoy your sleep now," and you just kind of think to yourself like, "Oh yeah, that's all bullshit." You know, like, oh, look at these people. <laughs> how like, bad can it be? <laughs> yeah, how bad could it be? Yeah. Uh, so for the first, and you know, in, in of course, famous last words. You know, I I messaged you something along the lines of like, you know, I wish our baby was a little more because he was very quiet for about his first week of life. <laughs> oh, I love that message. That made my day. And I had messaged you something like, boy, you know, I wish he would be a little more expressive because. You know, he's so quiet that it's hard to, uh, um, you know, know when he actually wants something. And you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to screenshot this in like two weeks when you're like ready to throw your child in the trash. And I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's not going to get that bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's it it's crazy. <laughs> it's the um, I think it's the. The, the fact that the sleep is so stop start that is that's what drives you mad it's not really the lack of sleep because you know we've all had periods of sleeplessness and of, of doing things that have made us tired it's the fact that you just get to sleep and then the baby cries again and like i don't know about you guys but we started having like hallucinations where we think that she was crying but she wasn't crying it was just in our heads so you'd be waking up like oh my god the baby's crying oh no she's still asleep and it starts to really fuck with you well, and then he's kind of a noisy sleeper. Mm. And so, you know, you're like, oh, is he just, is he just fussing? Like, what's he doing? Like, you know, is he just... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 really annoying. <laughs> I mean, it's really, it's really badly designed, I would say, the way they make babies sleep so poorly. Yeah. Uh, I was reading this somewhere, and I totally agree that the whole act of having a child from conception to birth to managing makes me ever wonder how humans were able to reproduce and spread at the levels they have now. I guess it's just because sex is so nice, so they're not going to stop us doing that. Hence, the babies are going to keep getting born. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, but, what, that's all it is. That's why they make it such a powerful thing. Yeah. Bastards. Yeah, fuckers. I agree with you. I mean, what? why does anyone go on to have another child, I suppose? And, and I say this as someone with two very loved children, but I, I do think... I, I always thought I wanted a third, and obviously I've had some health difficulties that have meant that maybe I can't have a third, like, in terms of autoimmune stuff. Or not can't, but shouldn't. And so that's kind of maybe changed my opinion. But, like, a friend of ours is pregnant. She's got a little boy, same age as Esther, like, literally two days younger than Esther. And she's now pregnant again. And honestly, she, she texted us to tell us, like, with the scan picture, and it made me shiver. I was like, fuck that. I do not, like, that would be the worst possible thing I could hear right now would be that I'm pregnant. Yeah. So, you know, it's, um like, to go on to have further children, you wonder how people go on to have, like, seven, eight, nine, ten kids. You know, this whole ordeal has just made me really appreciate the women of 16 and pregnant. <laughs> Yeah, I always think it was especially really the difficult. ones that have like shit, uh, shit babies, daddies that don't do anything. Yeah, 
Mm. Well, my grandmother, my paternal grandmother, she had my dad at 14. And her... So, no, she was 14 when she got pregnant. She was 15 when she had him. Um, my dad's dad stuck around for a while. They got married and literally were married for about two weeks and he fucked off. And she went a bit loopy, as you'd expect. But, like, actually, Jesus Christ, like, more power to her. I don't know... Like how how did she cope in any way? Yeah, I have I have no idea. I couldn't I couldn't do no, it. No, I mean like I couldn't do it as a thirty three year old woman. Like if I had a baby and my partner went away, let alone like less than half that age. You know, to put that into context, Sadie is four. That's ten years older than she is. <laughs> like it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. I. You know, yeah. I w- would not have been able to do this without my folks and no. my wonderful wife. Rub her up, kid. But, I, you know, I think just the hardest thing right now is that, um, you know, since Nicole is, and since we live with my folks now, um, I kind of working at Lens Crafters a few more days you know, a few more weeks before I, I quit there for good. Originally, I thought I was only going to be working eight hours a week there. Which was perfectly manageable, mm. but they have me working like sixteen hours a week, and so it's like I'm gonna have like a fifty-six hour work week on top of taking care of a baby, on top of you know not having really slept very well for the last like two and a half weeks. So I'm just really, mm. uh, I'm just. I'm ready to be done with lens crafters. <laughs> Understandably, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but anyways, um, so yeah, so that's it. Uh, Laura and I oh. just kind of wanted to, you know, talk about it, talk about our lives, and you know, I've talked a lot. So, um, what have you been? What's been going on with you? Uh, not loads. Like I'm probably going to be giving up teaching at the end of this academic year because it's not compatible with my health and my like family life at the moment which is a shame because I've been a teacher for 10 years but I'll find something else to do I'm considering potentially doing a master's um in something in fact I was looking at a master's in comedy writing the other day which I thought oh that would be amazing um but uh so yeah so i'm considering going back to university and doing something like that just for just for me really because i've i've spent 10 years teaching i've spent nearly five years now having small children and i'm in a position where we'll be able to manage so i think i would i just want to do something that's a bit more fulfilling which sounds so wanky but i've sort of gotten to the point where teaching such a fulfilling career in so many ways but it's not it, it's not the job it was even when I started doing it and there's so much more pressure on teachers to to perform in ways that are like commercial and, and to get results in a way that's much more sort of like working in industry and the I you know I don't need the pressure that bad you know I've got more important things going on in my life and I've always wanted to do a master's. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about what I could do as a master's. Um, and I've, I, you know, I've, I've got, I've got an English degree, a good English degree, which makes me sort of um, 
able to go into lots of subject areas so i've been looking at all sorts of things from creative writing to holocaust studies to yeah the uh, comedy writing and i just think it's going to be it's going to be an exciting period so that's good can i do a master's in podcasting oh that'd be awesome <laughs> would someone that 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 will eventually exist won't it oh it uh it hell yeah it will but you know i was well, thinking if you I'll, get maybe a maybe i'll be teaching it if you get a degree in comedy writing, like maybe we'll actually be funny on this show. <laughs> yeah, if I'm taught how to be funny, perhaps I will uh, will actually end up being funny. But I told Phil, I was telling Phil about this, and he was like, "You're having some sort of fucking life crisis." He was like, "If you do an MA in comedy writing, I'm not telling anyone about it." And I was like, "Oh, thanks for the support, babe." <laughs> He was like, "I'll oh, tell him you're doing something respectable, like history." Yeah, well, if you got a if you got a degree in comedy writing, when you and I freestyle how things like all of Will's pubes falling out is not actually a big deal, <laughs> then you can actually come at it from a comedy perspective. Yeah, and... like, oh, well, actually, this is this is the academic reason why that has happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But, Laura. Yeah. So, like, that's just. Uh, yeah, so like nothing major really has been happening around here. It's just been your yeah, average time, normal. But I'm so glad that, that I'm so glad that you're. It's been born and it's all you know. It's all new and it's all exciting. But it, it's been great to hear about it. Oh, can we also just discuss very quickly how gross those first shits are? Ah, uh, yes, the black shits, horrible, really horrible. Oh, the tar, sticky. Ugh. I, so I've learnt my lesson. So when I had Esther, um, I read a tip, which was really good, which was like, she, when her, because it's like, it happens about 12 hours, doesn't it, after they come out. And it was to coat her ass in, uh, and her legs in like baby oil. And that worked a treat. That meant it came off way easier. Oh, well, that would have been good to know. Thanks for passing. I should passing. have told you that. Yeah, sorry. I should have passed that on. But yeah, that's um, that does work. But yeah, with Sadie, oh my god, like there's nothing like it. Filth. Yeah, um, I guess real quick, did you want to? Uh, are are you wanting to do that rock paper scissors Netflix? Oh yeah, yeah, we definitely should do that. Um, I wanted to say for like, I'm sure you've been watching nothing, so I I, I won't even ask you what you've been watching. But um, I've got two things that I wanted to say I think people should be looking out for. So about two and a half weeks ago on ITV, uh, there was a great drama um, that starred Martin Clunes, who will mean nothing to you, but he is the... Um, he was in Men Behave Badly. He's a big deal over here. And he was in a drama on ITV in three parts that was regarding uh, some really high-profile murders that happened in a serial killer a serial killer over here called Manhunt. It was excellent. It is well worth your time. Um, that is based on the memoirs of Colin Sutton, who's a police officer who worked on the case. And it was gripping and brilliant. And the acting was amazing. So watch that, everyone. Uh, it's on ITV Player in the UK at the moment. Yeah. And the, the other thing... Sorry, go on. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. And the other thing was there's an Audible original podcast about 
our dear beloved queen called Queen Elizabeth II, which has just come out and it's uh, fascinating. I'm not a royalist by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but it is written and narrated by Jenny Bond, who was the royal correspondent for the BBC. And it gives you a real insight over how England and the empire has changed over the last sort of 70 years or so. So that's well worth a listen as well. I've been doing, I've taken up running, so I'm doing Couch to 5K, and I've been listening to that podcast whilst running, so. Oh, good for you. That's awesome. Uh, so, proud, but, you know. so, Laura and I are going to start doing a little something special for our patrons. Um, it'll probably not start next uh, February, but it'll probably be March. We're going to just, eat. every two weeks, one of us is going to pick something to watch on Netflix. We're going to watch it and we're going to talk about it and uh we won't know who's picking what and we're gonna play like paper rock scissors to decide who gets to watch what how are we going to how are we going to know who's like what rock paper scissors we're doing are we going to trust each other (laughs) (laughs) maybe there's a website uh, maybe there's like a website or something that we can. Oh yeah, that's a good point. There's got to be. Let's Google this. Rock paper. So are we going to pick now, or are we just telling people about it? Uh, well, we could we could go ahead and do it now. Okay, so scissors. if you Google rock paper scissors, rock paper scissors dot com. Oh, okay, no, hold that's on. Yeah, uh, that's that's a film site. Don't go there. Uh, like rock paper scissors play online. Let's try that. Oh hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, your internet run by Steam. I found something. RPS is it RPS dot? Yeah, that's the one. Your cat's not got any quieter either. No, and it's weird because he's got this whole giant ass fucking house to himself. Well, I guess not really because we have four cats in this house now, which has been interesting. Oh, have they made friends? Uh, sort of. Kind of. Okay, so uh, here we go. Right, take your pick. Let the game begin. How'd you do it? Oh, shit. This is, oh, this is rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. This is the stupid (laughs) bullshit. Uh, So only select from rock, paper, scissors. Don't do lizards or Spock. This is the... Uh, um. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna pick one. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. Ah, oh, rock. Uh, tied. <laughs> All right. Okay. Play Rematch. Again. Rematch. Uh. Okay. Ha ha ha. Okay. Two out of three. What, two what out of three. Watching? No, oh, we're gonna two, do two, two out of three. Out of three. Oh. Okay. That's very. That's very generous. Oh, <laughs> I've lost it now. For fuck's sake. There we go. Rematch. Okay. Right. I've chosen. Ah. Uh, hey. I win. Okay. One last one. This yep. is gonna be the decider. This is gonna be the decider. Okay. Well done. <laughs> tried to tr- okay. tried to trick me. You don't know this, Laura. <laughs> yeah, but I, did I'm, try, I did try to trick you. you. You don't know this, but I'm the reigning rock paper scissors champion at my job. <laughs> oh well, I had no chance then, did I? Okay, so 
first thing off the bat, and I am really sorry because this movie is fucking bad. We're going to be watching Death Note. <laughs> Death Note. Let's find it. Death Note. It's got a little devil with an apple yep. in his hand. As the uh, hold on, hold marvelous. on. Make sure you're watching the movie and not the anime, because I think both of them are on Netflix. Oh, okay. Uh, I know it's got it's got real people in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so before we get uh, into this, are you familiar with Death Note at all? Do you know I'm what not, Death Note? I really like I really I really like Willem Dafoe though. So that's that's a positive for this, maybe. Okay, so I'll give you just the brief rundown on Death Note. So it's about a kid named Light who finds uh, there's a Willem Dafoe plays uh, a death god named Ryuk who drops his death note into the real world. It's discovered by a kid named Light and he has the ability that if he writes your name down in this book, he can control how you die. So he becomes like basically he could kill anybody he wants whenever he wants. Mate, it's got 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. What are you doing to me? It's fucking shit. It's fucking shit. I didn't say we were going to be watching good stuff, Laura. <laughs> well, I look forward to it. I'm going to make Phil watch this with me as well. This is going to be... We're going to make this happen. Because yeah. Because we, we rinse... I think the last time I spoke to you, we'd been rinsing the American office, which we finished. And now we're rinsing Parks and Recreation. So we, the stuff we've been watching has been too good. I'm going to make him watch this so that it yeah. suffers. All right. Well, I really do need to go, Laura. So, uh, but we will no get, we will get back together on Sunday for a proper episode, and we will talk to you guys later. Cool. Cheers. See you later. Bye.